Chapter Twenty Eight of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swisshelm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Fugitive Slave Law: The Two Riddles. When it became certain that the Fugitive Slave Bill could pass Congress but could not command a two-thirds vote to carry it over the assured veto of President Taylor, he ate a plate of strawberries just as president harrison had done when he stood in the way of southern policy and like his great predecessor taylor died opportunely when mr fillmore became president and signed the bill when it was the law of the land there was a rush of popular sentiment in favour of obedience and a rush of slave-catchers to take advantage of its provisions thousands of slaves were returned to bondage whigs and democrats were still bidding for the southern vote and now vied with each other as to who should show more willingness to aid their southern brethren in the recovery of their lost property the church also rushed to the front to show its christian zeal for the wrongs of those brethren who by the escape of their slaves lost the means of building churches and buying communion services and there was no end of homilies on the dishonesty of helping men to regain possession of their own bodies all manner of charges were rung about onesimus and paul became the patron saint of slave-catchers among the many devices brought to bear on the consciences of pittsburghers was a sermon preached as per announcement by rev riddle pastor of the third presbyterian church it was received with great favour by his large wealthy congregation was printed in pamphlet form distributed by thousands and made a profound impression for pittsburgh is a presbyterian city and a sermon by its leading pastor was convincing the sermon was an out-and-out -out plea for the bill and obedience to its requirements did not paul return onesimus to his master were not servants told to obey their masters running away was gross disobedience etc etc robert m riddle in a careful leader in the journal deprecated the existence of the law but since it did exist counseled obedience he was a polished and forcible writer and his arguments had great weight the visitor published an article on the two riddles in which was drawn a picture of a scantily clad woman with bruised and bleeding feet clasping an infant to her bosom panting before her pursuers up third street the master called on all good citizens for help the cry reached the ears of the tall editor of the journal seated at his desk he dropped his pen hastily donned his new brass collar and started in hot pursuit of this wicked woman who was feloniously appropriating the property of her master the other riddle the presbyterian pastor planted himself by the lamp-post on the corner of third and market streets and with spectacles on nose and raised hands loudly implored divine blessing on the labours of his tall namesake the visitor concluded by advising masters who had slaves to catch to apply to these gentlemen who would attend to business from purely pious and patriotic motives i did not see mr riddle for two weeks after the publication of the sketch and then we met on the street he had never before been angry or vexed with me but now he was both and said how could you do me such an injustice why is it an injustice oh you know it is 
you know i would cut off my right hand before i would aid in capturing a fugitive then why do you counsel others to do it oh you know better and reverend riddle he and his friends are distressed about it you do not know what you have done i have already had three letters from the south asking me to aid in returning fugitives and he too has had similar applications oh it is too humiliating too bad you must set it right i agreed to do so and the visitor explained that it had been mistaken in saying that both or either of the two riddles would aid in returning fugitives they both scorned the business and robert m would cut off his right hand rather than engage in it he only meant that other people should do what would degrade him he was not a good citizen and did not intend to be as for his reverence he would shirk his christian duties would not pray by that lamp-post or any other lamp-post for the success of slave catchers he had turned his back upon paul and had fallen from grace since preaching his famous sermon the gentlemen had been accredited with a patriotism and piety of which they were incapable and a retraction was necessary but if any other more patriotic politician or divine further advanced in sanctification would send their names to the visitor it would notify the south in answering bible arguments as to the righteousness of the fugitive slave bill the main dependence of the visitor was deuteronomy twenty three verses fifteen and sixteen thou shalt not deliver unto his master the servant which is escaped from his master unto thee he shall dwell with thee even among you in that place where he shall choose in one of thy gates where it liketh him best thou shalt not oppress him that old bible in spite of pro-slavery interpreters proved to be the great bulwark of human liberty in eighteen fifty two slavery and democracy formed that alliance to which we owe the great rebellion the south became solid and whigs had no longer any motive for catching slaves End of chapter twenty eight